three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ryan Smith. Welcome to the Ryan Smith Podcast. Today is Tuesday, December the 20th, 2022. Get out your umbrellas. I'm about to brainstorm. Let's fucking go. Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, journaling, right? Uh, this season's going to be different. I have uh, a couple people that I am hoping are going to be regular guests. Um, you know, who knows how it works out. Maybe I even make this into a two-man show. Um, I have two or three people in my life that I'm uh, excited about when I think about the possibilities of me and them just rapping for an hour about whatever topic, um, you know, the logistics of how we do that and how we make it work um, are very simple. They're also very complicated, so we'll see. But that's going to uh, all develop. What I decided is I decided to take the last uh, 10 days of this 2022 calendar year. And um, since this is social issues um, and, you know, self-awareness category I'm gonna talk about some you know healthy practices some self self-help some things that uh, I think if you incorporated your routine every day will make you successful uh, today I'm going to talk about journaling it's uh, something that a lot of people do when they're younger and they lose it when they get older Everybody that's a writer, whether they write television, movies, or books, they do this. Um, That's interesting to me. Um, Also, any philosophers, deep thinkers, you know, people that have found the religions, they either have people writing quotes that come out of their mouth or they write themselves. And it made me think that there is a productive way to do this. Um, it's not an exact formula, but like uh, Don Juan, you know, if you stalk your behavior, you can make it a productive formula. So um, it's my experience that the best art comes out of pain. So that's why a lot of the music that we love, you hear anger, you hear sadness, you hear heartbreak, you hear hopelessness. You know, um, it's because pain produces art if you choose to take your pain and channel it that way. The easiest thing to do with your pain is to bottle it up and, you know, put it in a soda bottle, carbonate it, shake it up until it's uh, in there pressurized um, 600% higher than the pressure that bottle should hold so it's at all times ready to explode and that is your brain and that is your demeanor and that is the level of your anxiety that is not the way to do it so um, I'm going to talk about three things that I journal about on a regular basis Um, I don't know if they're right I just know that 
they have a purpose that I thought of when I was in a good spot. Um, things that inspired, and I noticed that when I would write about them when I was down, um, it did something to my brain. And then when I was really down, I flip back through and read them, I find inspiration. So, you know, it's going to, uh, we're going to jump to a quick, uh, word from the sponsor Anchor here, uh, since this is our audio-only podcast on Anchor.fm, and I'll be right back. The point of the story is that, you know, I had a necessity, I had to focus on one thing, which is the equivalent to meditation which in my belief is the purpose of journalism. Journalism will quiet your mind. And when your mind is quiet, out of nowhere, your actual intelligence can break through and talk to you. And whatever you think and convince yourself has been holding you back, actually, uh, you'll find out has very little to do with what has been holding you back. And the path that you need to take next you know one step at a time things you only can things that you can control that path will become clear even if it appears difficult and challenging which anything worth doing is you know that path will become clear just like it was clear to me i should save my foot it was clear to me after that that meditating may give me clarity on all kinds of other things and journaling is the most americanized form easiest form with the least amount of practice if i give you some focuses on what to journal about you don't have to quite understand why but i promise if you do the assignments you will be able to use either what you've written what you've written as something as a medicine of sorts or you will find the writing itself therapeutic because it'll quiet the mind and it will make you think of things that uh, are important. So let's go with uh, some journaling focuses and assignments. Alright guys, so I'm back, you know, talking about journaling, like I said. So, uh... You guys that are listening to me, um, you know, you know what I do. You know, I put my best episodes out, and generally, when I hit one thousand, uh, when I hit one thousand listens in a, a day, I delete it, as far as you can see. Um, and you know, I, I normally do that at least seventy-five percent on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, twenty-five percent on the other eight podcast. Uh, platforms that carry me, and um, I am going to categorize that and make that premium content, put it into a book, I'm going to monetize it in some way, I'm not embarrassed to say it, either that I'm going to have the advertising lined up in such a way that ideally you guys get it for free and the advertisers on the show pay without me compromising my integrity, so anyway, you guys that have listened to me, you hear me talk about meditation a lot and how hard it was for me to learn 
you hear me tell that story about how I fell down that uh, into that creek in 2007 in December when it was negative 10 degrees in Boulder, Colorado. And um, I was trying to learn the art of Tumo, which is producing heat with your body. Um, and all day I was trying to hike left, right, left, right, you know, focus on creating heat because I was freezing cold and I couldn't do it until I fell into a fucking creek and knew that I had over a mile to walk to civilization and I was going to lose a toe or a foot if I didn't create heat. And long story short, halfway to where I could see light, I thought my foot was swollen, my toe was falling off, I take my boot off, I take my sock off, when I touch my sock, I see the, you know, the uh, steam coming off of it, and I realize it's not just because it's, you know, don't forget, I fell into a frozen creek, it's not because it's cold air hitting a warm body part, the body part was ice cold, it was like my sock was covered in soup. I actually did it. I created heat when my fucking sock was soaked in water that was 30 degrees out at nighttime in negative 10 degree atmosphere. Um, it was out of necessity, I guess. So um, meditation, you know, is that's a form of it. I, there was nothing in my mind except making that happen because it was the only thing that I knew of with my very little knowledge of Eastern, you know, practices, um, Buddhism, you know, meditation, any of that. It was one of the very few things I knew of that could save me in that situation. It just so happened I was failing at trying to learn it all day long. And when you know, the second I needed it, I learned it instantly, bang, and it worked. And when I finally got to, you know, half mile more to civilization, I rang out my sock and it literally, literally filled up the fucking like little uh, ditch on this uh, wooden bench and it looked like a bowl of uh, miso soup. It was literally hot, not from the heat, you know, not warm, hot soup in my sock. Anyway point of the story is that, alright, so, first, uh, write your younger self a letter, right, so think back to, you know, when you were a kid, right, where, where did, uh, you know, where did you think that you would be when you're at your current age, um, what could you have never predicted that that age, um, you know, has happened to you, right, these things like you're like giving yourself advice like you know dear 10 year old me you know I know you wanted to do xyz but you know abc uh by the way you know we figure one two three is gonna happen but guess what we uh, had to deal with four five six you know so like I said you know talk about what you knew you were counting on being and why and then talk about shit that happened that you never would have predicted at that age. And more importantly, write about all the things that you accomplished, right, in the time between that young age and the age that you are now, right? doesn't have to be world-changing accomplishments, 
every accomplishment is worth celebrating, okay? This has a point. And if you're someone who struggles with complimenting yourself, framing it as complimenting your younger self, you know, which is like another person, that'll make it easier. So, you know, don't forget, you're talking to your 10-year-old self. Pretend like it's a different person. And you're telling a story about what you've done. That, you know, if you're so pessimistic, you can't give yourself credit for anything, you know, don't forget, you're talking to the 10-year-old self. So you're not complimenting yourself. You're complimenting this person that the 10-year-old you doesn't even know. Um, write something like, you didn't think you were going to make it through this exam, but you studied real hard and you got a great grade. Tell them you're proud of them. You know, remind yourself of all the hard things you've been through uh, before and remind, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you've been through uh, before and it'll remind you exactly how capable you are of getting through the hard times now. So, you know, that exercise, right, in your young self, things that you wanted to be, things that worked out a little bit differently, and then your accomplishments and things that you, uh, you know, got through, you know, adverse, adversarially wise. And watch, you know, it might not be right away, but since it's journaled, you can read it whenever you're feeling down. That's the purpose of this. You're building a tool to go back and read. So ideally, whenever you feel down, you have a book to read that you wrote that makes you remember it ain't that bad. And your mind is a very powerful thing. Another thing that I wrote. Write about the best meal you ever cooked. Right? So think back to when he made, like, one of those best ever moments. When you accomplished, uh, you know, something real hard. Um, or were really happy. Either, either one is something to celebrate. And a meal is an example. Right? So... You uh, can swap it out for anything. Maybe the best meal you ever cooked was a traditional family recipe that you finally got right. You always wanted to make it like grandma. Finally, it tastes the right way. Think back to that time and how amazing it felt. Or if uh, your best meal ever was a grilled cheese sandwich that you made your friend on the couch because they were bummed. Right about that. You know, simple. You know, this all has a point. This, I know this sounds stupid, but just fucking hear me out. I promise you it works. Okay, and um, uh, basically what I want you to do um, is, you know, for the next one is, um, I guess, uh, write about why it felt so special to you and remind yourself that it's your perspective and your unique um, eunice that allowed that moment to come to fruition. You know, thank yourself for making the space for that happy memory. Okay? Then, write about your future self. So in this one, ask yourself, think about what you, uh, you know, what will your life look like in three years, five years, ten years, right? What do you envision? What is your job, your neighborhood? Uh, what do you look like? Why? Uh, what do you envision yourself filling your future life with joy, love, you know, fulfillment? Why? Write about all those feelings. Describe your fantasy life right? and why you want it to be your fantasy, why it's important now. 
um, what lead of desire inside of you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, each part fills because when you have a dream for happiness, um, it can help you push through when times are tough. All right. So it helps us remember that, yeah, it's sometimes um, there's something more that's uh, waiting for us on the other end. And that if it feels all consuming now and that this hard time will never fucking end, that no matter what, it won't last forever. Because just by journaling, you'll escape that, you know, pessimism, even if for a second. All right. Next one. Write a recipe for like a quick pick me up. All right. So this is going to be handy because you can flip back, like I said, on a really bad day. What makes you feel good on bad days? So, you know, this might happen by accident. You realize on a bad day something happened that made you feel good. Write about it. You know, like I said, it could, it could, this again it could include a recipe for a favorite cookie, your favorite meal as a kid, um, a, a playlist that you listen to, one song that you listen to, one artist, um, list of hobbies like crafts, video games, anything that gets you out of your head, affirmations, whatever. Um, write about a new skill you're learning, okay? So this doesn't have to be anything big either, right? You don't need to be learning new languages or how to fucking, uh, you know, fuck invent a uh, flying car, um, sign up for a master's degree college class. Not maybe you just want to learn to make a perfect cup of, um, you know, of coffee in a French press, and maybe you're only doing it by trial and error without actually, you know, taking instruction from someone. It's still learning. All right. So, you know, this prompt is just asking you to appreciate your capacity to grow at all stages in life. All right? So try that out. Start there. Those are very simple things. Write to your younger self. Write to your older self. Write about accomplishments. Write about your favorite meal you cooked. Write about uh, this new skill you're learning. And uh, write about a quick pick-me-up. All right, so I'm going to talk about something called cognitive distortion. All right, so this is to do with kind of uh, stalking your thoughts, but um, write them down as you're stalking them. You know, this is going to more be thinking about, you know, your thought process and what it is and what it means, but write it down as you're stalking it. All right, so here you go. If you're anything like me, um, there's been a time in your life that you were overthinking things, right? So there's a lot of thought patterns that we engage in, what we call them, what we call these things, they're called cognitive distortions, all right? A cognitive distortion, it's a pattern of thinking that is faulty and, and or uh, inaccurate. You know, here's some examples. Um, catastrophizing, which means fixating on the worst possible outcome of whatever you're thinking about. And that's what you're thinking about nonstop. Here's another one. Filtering, right? That means that you ignore all the positives of any situation and only focus on the negative. Right? So it's similar, but different. You know, you're not focused on the worst, 
but you're ignoring the positives and only focusing on things that are negative, right? Here's another one, all or nothing thinking, right? Something's good or it's bad. There's no gray. It's either black or white. And if you have any wisdom in life, you learn that the opposite is true. There's very rarely black and white. Almost everything is gray. Different shades of gray, sure, but very rarely are things black and white. Uh, another one they call personalization, which means blaming yourself for events that are out of your control. We all do this. So when you're in a rough fucking patch, you blame yourself for choices you made in the past, choices you make uh, you know, in the present, and the choices that you doubt that you'll be able to execute properly in the future. You know, which is saying that, you know, it's your world. Anything bad that's happening, it's because of you. It's ridiculous. And when you have a good mindset, you will realize this. But when you feel like shit, it'll be very easy to write about that because you really believe that. You know, and here's no rumination, you know. When you're ruminating, that means you're continuously thinking the same thought or the same string of thoughts over and over. You know, like to the point where if you were to tell your friend, like, what's wrong, uh, after three or four talks, he could actually go up to somebody else and tell them for you what's wrong. Because that's all you fucking talk about. You just think about that same string of thoughts again and again and again and again. And that, you know, if it's somebody that knows you hears it, they know that something's wrong with you because what they hear is usually, you know, so they might hear some things that aren't ideal, but it's definitely not the end of the world. But they hear that you are almost certain that it's the end of the world because it's all you fucking talk about. So... Overthinking can be related to these cognitive distortions, right? That, that's like the, you know, the examples I just gave, where you just get stuck in a pattern of thinking that isn't based on fact. Instead of being able to recognize when these cognitive distortions come into play, they become so habitual to you that you don't even notice most of the time when it's happening. So, uh, you know, what, what can you do when you're overthinking, right, here's a couple tips, right? Notice when it starts. First step to doing anything about overthinking is notice. If you don't notice, right, it's hard to uh, interpret it before it gets out of control. So start with an attitude of curiosity and compassion towards yourself, right? Try to notice when you start overthinking. What are the signs in your brain, that your brain is getting uh, carried away without you? Um, is there a sense of unease in your body? Does something feel physically like uh, painful? Are you unable to relax the mind or the body? Um, you know, pay attention. How do you feel when you catch yourself overthinking and it comes to your attention? You know, try to get as familiar as you can with everything you think that you feel, you know, um, and, uh, you know, how it affects your abilities So when you are overthinking so that basically you can identify it because the sensations will be recognized, all right? The next step, give yourself a distraction. Sometimes distractions are a very helpful coping tool. And, of course, when you are down, you say things like it's a Band-Aid. No, it's not always helpful or feasible to distract yourself. I'll give you that. But um, 
you know, you don't do it for everything that causes you distress, but distraction can help when you're overthinking. Once you got in more comfortable with identifying your overthinking, right, then try adding the distraction to help pull you out of the thought spiral, because that's the goal here. You know, meditation, quiet the mind, pull yourself out of that thought spiral. Distractions may be helpful when you get stuck overthinking, right? Here's some of them. It might sound stupid, but, you know, like do yoga, run, walk, dance, cook, play a video game, call a friend, uh, garden, watch a TV show or a movie, um, go play with your pet, take your dog for a walk, take a nap, um, work on any hobby you have. Just very simple things, basically things that like you do when you're a really busy person, right? That, oh my God, I can't wait to go home and do nothing this weekend. What do you do? What did I just say, right? Like yoga, dance, move, cook, play a video game, call a friend, garden, watch TV, play with a pet, take a nap, you know, work on any like mundane hobby. You know, like we call them when we're in a good mood, you know, doing nothing because they give us joy. Right? But uh, when you're overthinking things, these are distractions that are going to pull you out of the overthinking. Because in reality, when you're, you know, in a good mindset, that is rewarding. That's like your dream. You, you know, when you're busy, you just can't wait to do nothing. The thing is, it's not nothing. You're doing something uh, therapeutic and all those uh, examples I gave you. So see what works for you. Have a plan ready for next time you get stuck in your own thoughts, right? And, um, you know, then you can distract yourself. So next, check your thoughts. Not all of your thoughts are true or based in reality. Remember, cognitive distortions that I, I said earlier, right? When those faulty patterns of thinking come up, it's really important that you try to check if uh, the thoughts are true or false before they get carried away. You know, like, what's really going on? Take all emotion out of it. Take it all out. Emotion has no place in any type of thought, right? And describe the situation. You know, what's the evidence that what you're thinking about will happen, right? Is what you're thinking about even something that you can control? Because if not, don't think about it. If you're worried about uh, that you're never going to be a billionaire from, you know, meeting somebody that is a mentor and teaches you how to do it, you know, you can't control that. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know anyone that knows uh, how to go out and meet a billionaire that wants to be your mentor. So why would you ever think about that? And that might be a dumb example, but like I said, don't think about shit you can't control. Right. So checking your thoughts can help break all those habitual patterns that lead you to overthinking. All right, next one. Give yourself dedicated time for thinking. See, now this helps, right? Because it's, it's hard to shut off your brain after you've been, you know, in the habit of overthinking. So when you give yourself dedicated time where you can think, so you can still meet that urge when you feel it, make sure that there's a time limit and stick to it. If it's helpful... Write down the thoughts as they come up, right? And when you're in this time block, you can ruminate or worry if you need to. But the second the time's up, 
second that fucking time is up, tell your brain, all right, time to move on, right? It's hard to move out of your thoughts. Try distracting yourself with one of the options I talked about earlier, right? It's all a circle. It all, you know, all these things are related. They all can be used to help you um, do the same thing in many different ways that are very similar. And uh, then ask yourself this. Are you looking for more support with overthinking? Because if you are, working with a therapist or a friend can give you tools and insight to change the negative thought pattern you're used to. So, you know, get in touch with someone like that and, uh, you know, talk about what I've just discussed and get started getting help from people that care. All right, guys. So listen, fear of failure. That is uh, where I think a lot of this uh, overthinking, depression, anxiety comes from. So, uh, you know... Basically, um, you might be reluctant to take a a risk unless uh, success, however you measure it, is assured, okay? You might think of it as a fear of making a mistake, of uh, not achieving, or or simply like making a fool out of yourself in any way. And if we give in to that, that fear will hold us back from doing the very things that we long to do. When I say that we long to do, you know, whether it's write, paint, get a new job, you know, meet a special person, you know, these are things that at least one of those things for almost everyone listening, and if it's not write or paint, it's some art form, you know, get a job, meet a special person. One of those things for 90% of people listening this is what we find to be the most important goal in our life. So basically, you know, fearing um, basically the outcome, which is, you know, to an extent that uh, we don't even begin to try because we're reluctant. That is essentially giving up on having a life that, you know, truly has happiness as a defining characteristic before you even attempt it. You know, it's something that everyone agrees would be absurd. You mean, everybody would rather try and fail and, you know, die on their deathbed saying, hey, I never tried and I was miserable my whole life. So, you know, journal about this, okay? Um... Fear of failure. First, define what it means for you to succeed at something. And then, describe the opposite of that, which would be what? Failure. Where do you think you get these ideas about success and failure? That's topic number one. So, define success, describe failure, and then talk about why you think those two things equal success and equal failure. Number two, all right? When, reminisce. When was the first time you remember experiencing failure, right? And write about what happened. Who was involved? Why did it feel like failure? Did someone tell you that you failed? 
um, was it a grade in school? Um, were you uh, derided or made fun of? Did you try again or did you give up? And did you feel, you know, awful afterwards? And, you know, not just, yes, I felt awful. Describe how did you feel afterwards? How did you feel awful if you felt that way? But uh, pick a pick a word to describe how you felt. And, um, you know, after you pick that word, you know, get a little deeper and explain what it means. Whatever, however you felt, explain what it is. All right, next, do that uh, word association exercise, right, with the word failure. So write the word at the top of a piece of paper, you know, in the journal, right? And then write the first word that comes to your mind. And then continue writing words as it comes to your mind after that without censoring in any way, right? You know, just like failure, right? Let me let me show you. Failure. Um, losing all your money. Losing your best friend. Losing a dream girl. Getting fired. Um, having your parents think that you're a loser. Uh, getting put in jail. Uh, not getting promoted. And, and keep writing as many things as you can until you can't write anymore. Because you can't think of anything else. And what you'll notice is your brain is quiet. Right? One of the goals, the most difficult things to accomplish, quieting the brain. Do that. That's a way to quiet the brain. Face your fears. Okay? And basically... You know, how do you feel when you read them after uh, your brain quiets? And then go to the next page, write success on the top. Do the exact same thing. Um, write every single word and, you know, do it for about 10 minutes on the topic, topic of uh, success. On failure, do it until you can't write anymore. And success, 10 minutes. See which one's longer, all right? And what do you notice about how do you feel when you read the words afterward, after uh, you've done both, all right? So do the failure pages, success page, and then write about how you feel after you've done both. All right, next, describe a time, right, that you're so afraid to fail that you decided that you're not going to attempt uh, something new and describe a time that you were afraid and you did attempt whatever it was that you had in mind anyway and talk about what the result was when you were afraid to fail so you decided not to try and then, you know, talk about what the result was when you were afraid to fail but you did it anyway, you tried anyway, right? And, you know, so just like the success and failure page, you know, you have two different, uh, you know, two opposites. And on the third page, talk about, you know, what the uh, results were each time and what made the difference for you the second time that made you decide to go ahead and try and make that effort. All right? I'm getting somewhere at this. I'm going to tie it up. I promise. This all has a point. And you, you'll probably, if you're doing it uh, as you're listening, you'll realize it. All right, the next one. Um, is failure subjective or objective? Meaning, 
subject and guys just you know in case you don't know subjective pain is subjective right and doctor says all right does your arm hurt yes uh, how bad does it hurt on a scale of one to ten uh, to ten you know there let's imagine that everybody could be given the same injury to their arm and it could hurt everybody the exact same way but they rate it on a scale of one to ten everyone's going to rate it different because of pain tolerance pain is subjective objective on the other hand is everybody gets their arm cut off and you know the it's obviously painful to get a limb cut off so it hurts um so basically um when we talk about failure being subjective or objective um it's an interesting thing, right? Because it is something that you're going to realize that you can't define unless you're able to define what success means to you. So failure is, you know, like I said, the exercise is for you to write if it's subjective or objective. But think about it, because if you... Everything I've told you right up to now about the time you failed, the time you succeeded, the time you tried, the time you didn't try. You know, if that's something that's personal to you, um, can failure be objective? Is there something that, you know, yes, 100%, if you do this, you know, it, you're a failure. Possibly. And if not, it's subjective, you know, like maybe it's not what 90% of the world would consider anything except failure, but you don't write why. So tell me if you think it's subjective or objective and why. All right. Next, do you know anyone who has let fear of failure hold them back? But, you know, you know this person and you know that the... Uh, the talents and the gifts and the personality that you perceive um, and their potential is that that makes it absurd that they've let that fear hold them back and, you know, write about that person, you know, why they fear um, attempting something or, you know, why the fear holds them back and describe them in detail, the talents, gifts, personalities in detail and talk about how you perceive um you know and what you perceive as their potential if you don't know anyone like that how about this make them up right meaning you know make him or her up and describe what you imagine this person would be you know um think of a person that has the in your head all the potential talent and gifts maybe that you want and that if you had that you would not be afraid to try to succeed um, and write about this imaginary person how they have it and how they don't use it and why it's awful okay next if a person continues to try to achieve something even after they haven't achieved it this, that thing you know, the first, second, or even the third time, is that lack of achievement failure? Why? 
before. Why not? Very similar to, is it, you know, failure subjective or objective. You know, like I said, like if I want to lose 20 pounds uh, and get, you know, say I weigh 200, I want to get down to 180 and have a six-pack. Um, and I want to do it with this 60-day workout and diet. And I fall short three times. Is that failure? Or no? Why? Right about that. And, uh, you know, when you're done, here's what you're going to have. Okay? You're going to have a definition of success and what it means to you. And failure and what it means to you. And um, why you think you've got these ideas about what makes you successful and what makes you a failure. Right? You're going to talk about the first time you experienced it, what you remember, what happened, what was involved. Um, and if somebody told you, you know, like I said, all those things, um, do the word association test with failure, do the word association test with success, um, and then describe a time that you were afraid to fail, so you didn't attempt it, describe a time you're afraid to fail, you did it anyway, and what happened, right? Each instance, and then you're going to have your opinion now after those four assignments you're gonna is it subjective or objective from those four things you should be able to articulate on that topic and uh like i said next talk about somebody else who let fear hold them back and if you don't know them make them up okay and like i said last but not least um tell me what you think of a person keeps trying to achieve the same thing and, and not accomplishing the goal, are they a failure? Because they tried, you know, once failed, they tried twice, failed, they tried three times, failed. Are they a failure? Because there's lack of achievement? Why? Why not? All right? And after all that, write a summary page of what you've learned about success and failure. All right? And this journal, this is, I'm going to give you more assignments. I'm going to do this once every month, you know, because everybody gets in these funks. And journaling is something that I think should be part of everyone's life every day. But this is what I think that we should focus on when we feel down. I can't explain what it's going to do until you do it. And I'm not going to tell you why it will make you feel better. I'm not going to tell you if it will make you feel better. I'm going to tell you that the perspective you gain will be interesting and informative. All right? And I will also tell you that you will be very glad you did this. So, I... Uh, want people to save this, you know, make it in bullet points since I talked for a while and uh, practice it. And you can do this, by the way, every time you feel bad, you can, you know, repeat this exercise. Um, let's say you could do it twice a year and in five years you'll have 12 entries of the same thing. 
read the first one and read the, tw the uh, twelfth one. See how you've evolved in your thought process. And watch what it does for you. This is quieting the mind. This is focusing the mind. This is enabling yourself to overcome. And you're going to understand why the more you do it. Alright. That's it for today. Self-help tip. Like I said, the rest of the year I'm going to set up guidance like a life coach like a coach in sports like a mentor and then we're gonna uh get into having some fun in the 2023 podcast and um basically the 2023 podcast is gonna be me babe ruth calling his shot knocking every pitch out of the park batting a thousand with uh you know a four thousand slugging percentage Fucking every hit's a home run. And uh, I'm going to do it. No, not because I'm one of these corny self-help claim to know everything in the world, guys. I'm going to do it because, you know, like, I've noticed I can give great advice. Why can't I take my own advice? Because that's fucking ridiculous. Of course I can. I just don't. So if I'm certain this is going to help you, obviously common sense would tell you it's going to help me because I understand why I'm doing it. So you're going to get these assignments, you're going to do them, and then you're going to watch me do f fun versions, you know, a little different. I'm not like I'm going to give you an assignment and I'm going to tell you that I did the same one. Here's what I wrote. I'm going to give you results. And you're not going to have any clue what assignment I did. But here's the thing. You'll get the same results if you trust me, listen to me, and don't give up. All right. This has been Ryan Smith. Looks like the sun's coming out and the brainstorm is over. I want you to enjoy your Tuesday, December 20th. We have 11 days left in the year 2022. All right. And just FYI, I got about 125 days left of being under 40 years old. This is going to be the dawn of a new era of success. Buckle up, get your popcorn out, and put some sunglasses on. This has been an R. Smith production. Thank you for listening. This has been an L. R. Smith production. Good night, bitches.